What is good, all of our listeners? Welcome to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. And I'm Liz. And I lost a Mario Kart to a 10-year-old. <laughs> My ego is busted. Ah! Alrighty then. My pen threw. My my pen, it flew away. It grew wings. Yes, I lost to Mario Kart to a 10-year-old at youth group. I mean, in your defense, it was on a system you hadn't played on before. Yeah, because I was used to Mario Kart on the GameCube. And so then, like, she challenges me to... Because I, I bought a Wii U for the youth room. And she's like, uh, oh, like, I, I bet you can't beat me in Mario Kart. And I was like, step aside, child. So I step up to the plate. And she scold him. My mic is too hot. Hold on. There we go. That's a better level. Uh, that's a much better level. There we go. How y'all doing? Um, but yeah, so I step up to the plate and I was like, give me that controller. It was on the Wii U. Like you said, I was on the Wii U and the drift mechanic was much different from the GameCube to the Wii U. And so I was trying to do like the drift and doing that, like you wiggle the stick and you like kind of get those flames that go poof. And it was much different, and I lost. And she's like, I thought you were good. And I was like, man, bring my GameCube And over this here. little girl's got attitude for days. Yeah. So that was fine. But then he came home and didn't do that great either. Yeah, so I, I came home, and I, I told Liz, like, oh, put it on the GameCube. Put it on GameCube Mario Kart. And then I was like, oh, just just pick the source. And then she st- <laughs> he chose the Star Circuit. You chose the star circuit. It was most interesting. Looking. I needed my ego up and you chose the star star circuit with Yoshi's Island. Hi, it, dog. It looked the most interesting. Here's a dog. Hi, baby. I'm going to put you down now. Aww. <laughs> and that was his revenge. He tapped the microphone. So let's just get this uh, started because we've got some guests coming on the show. They are overachievers. The Overtrievers Gaming Podcast. But before we get to them, let's uh, start with our top three gaming news. Uh, we're not going to do movie minutes just to give more time to our guests. But before we get to our first segment, let's talk about our social media pages. You can follow us on the official Games Groceries Twitter page at Gaming Groceries, or you can follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer. And I- I'm at Journey First. Sorry, I was I was letting the dog jump in my lap, but now he doesn't want to. And you can also follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word. And you can also check out our website, gamesandgroceries.com, where you can listen to all of the episodes from the website, as well as find out where you can listen to the audio of the podcast, including iTunes, iHeartRadio, wherever you find podcasts. But you can find it on our website. And if you are listening to us on the audio version, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you can leave us ratings and reviews, please give us your honest feedback. We love hearing from you guys. We love hearing what you think about the show and if you would like to read if you would like me to read your review on the podcast just email me email me contact at gamesandgroceries.com where you can give me your review and say adam can you read this on the podcast and i say certainly so send me an email i will read your review on the podcast but first you have to review us on your itunes yeah your your things that you can review us on and finally, if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, definitely uh, subscribe, definitely uh, hit the notification bell so you're aware whenever these podcasts come out, they come out Mondays, but definitely hit that subscription, definitely hit the notification. And if you enjoyed this episode, definitely give it a like, a share. So whatever you can do to help out the show and definitely, definitely, definitely comment down below. What are your thoughts about the show? Uh, what is some of your takes on the gaming news that we're about to say? So. 
with all that said, let's just jump into our first segment. Top three gaming news. The top three gaming news is the gaming news that we saw in the past week, and we would like to rate it three, two, one, just to give you a condensed version of what's going on in the gaming industry, and so that you can be well informed of what's going on in the gaming industry. The dog is in my lap. How you doing, puppy? You doing good? Okay, he's comfortable right now. So let's just get into it with our number three news story, which isn't really news. It's just more of a talking point. And this is coming from Phil Spencer. He was recently on an interview with GameSpot. And to say that uh, it's going to take years and years and years until streaming games, as in like Netflix or, or Google Stadia, xCloud, right? It's going to take years and years and years for it to become mainstream. And I think that's a really good point from him. Uh, and he's talking about the future of game streams and how we should all give it a chance. But So before we get to his quote, uh, what what was your take on this? We've talked about it before. Yeah, I mm -hmm. mean, and we've said that we do think it's going to happen one day. Yeah. But um, we, I mean, I kind of agree. It's going to take a while because mm -hmm. um, it takes everything a while to become yeah. the norm. Even when Netflix first came out, I remember like not many people had it. If you had it, it was like, oh, what is that again? Right. Um, it took until I think when I started college, when it really started getting like everyone had it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it, it took a while for Netflix, and it's going to take a while for Stadia. Everybody that's jumping on this wagon of saying that Google Stadia is not going to be a thing, it's 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 going to fail out of the water, and it's just like, give it time to grow, man. So that's what Phil Spencer has to say. So this is coming from a quote from Phil Spencer uh, from GameSpot. He says, uh, let's take Netflix, which is 20 years old. He said, I think we forgot that sometimes before, because tech moves so fast, it's 20 years old, and at this point, so it took, I read that wrong. Yes, you did. <laughs> it's 20 years old at this point. So it took two decades for us to get to the point where shows like Game of Thrones and House of Cards are some of the biggest shows on the planet and mainly watched via streaming. I think gaming streaming will get there faster than 20 years, but it's not going to be two years. It's technological. It's a technological change. While it seems like it happens overnight, it doesn't. And I think that's a very good point. He yeah. He's not trying to say that it's going to take Stadia as long as Netflix, but at the same time, it's not going to happen overnight either. Yeah. And I think people aren't giving it a fair chance, right? Yeah. What's your take on that quote? I, I, I mean, you kind of summarized it, but... Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. Like, I don't think it's going to take 20 years because we're already yeah. in that process. You mm -hmm. know, like, I would say the, you know the passes and things that the systems already have would be considered steps in that process. Yeah. So it's on its way. I just, it's, it's like you said, it's not going to happen overnight. It's going, I'm going to say, give it five to 10 years. Yeah. And I think we'll be there. No, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. It's just, uh, people need to give it its fair shot, give it a fair time to grow. Mm -hmm. And people need to step off of just like hating it just because it exists. Yeah. You need to give it some space to grow. And yeah, it's going to be clunky yeah. on day one. Everything is clunky day one. The Xbox that's one was clunky. Get it day one. Yeah. Like that's the thing. It's just like everything is clunky day one. Just give it some time to grow. And that's mm -hmm. what Phil Spencer's saying. It's not going to be the best day one, but give it, like a few years give it five to ten years like you said it's going to yeah. be in the mainstream and he said it's going to take years and years and years but it's going to be in the mainstream yeah so i think that's it um let's just move on to our number two gaming news uh this is coming from 
uh, Twitter, actually, right? Uh, ben Irving, who was actually the lead producer on Anthem, is actually leaving Bioware after eight years. So Irving went on Twitter to announce that, oh, there we go. Uh, he went on uh, Twitter to announce that he's going to be leaving Bioware and he's got some interesting things to say. And I just want to read his tweets. And again, it's going to be a long quote, but I think context matters here. So let me let me read this. Uh, ben Irving tweets this. After eight amazing years at Bioware, I have made the decision to move on and have accepted an exciting opportunity at a- another gaming company. Since the first time I played Baldur's Gate, nice dude, many, many years ago, Bioware has w- was a dream place I always wanted to work. Uh, I will forever be grateful to all the people who gave me the chance to work on great products with amazing people. I believe Anthem has a bright future. And we'll talk about that for a second. Uh, There's a great team working on it, and I look forward to its following progress and playing it from the sidelines. I really enjoyed interacting with Anthem community streams, Twitter and Reddit. Uh, through the game times, oh, through the good times and the tough times, you are all great hands with, uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce that. And I've been with, uh, some time now. I wish nothing but the best for all of you, Ben. What's interesting is that he said that Anthem has a bright future. Yeah. Does it? I mean, maybe that was an accident. They are working on things (laughs) and he forgot that we're not supposed to know or something. Yeah, it's just interesting that he says this. He, he, interesting that he included Anthem has a bright future when we look at the news pieces, where we look at the updates for Anthem. Oh, puppy went away. Oh, he looks so sad. He looks uh, sleepy. Yeah, he does. Um, but that's the thing. It's like he it says bright future, but it seems like Bioware abandoned Anthem at mm-hmm. this point. They're not coming out with any future DLC, and it just seems like they're trying to brush it under the rug. Sooner or later, you're going to see Anthem for three bucks. Oh, maybe they're secretly making a giant patch for it. Maybe. And I know that they haven't come up with a new uh, executive producer. They they, they haven't come over a replacement for Ben Irving yet. They haven't come up with a replacement. And yet he says that um, they're in a good place. It's a bright future. Anthem is going to be a great game. Uh, he can't wait to play it. Uh, I like what he says here. Um, yeah, here it is. You're all in great hands with these two people who have been with some time now. There's a great team working on it, and I look forward to its following uh, following its progress. Yeah. So I wonder, man, I'm keep clipping. I'm I'm standing cl- too close to the mic because I'm looking at my laptop like right here. Anyways, so I'm gonna stay back here. Good idea. Some distance. Um. <laughs> But yeah, it, it's just interesting to me. Now, I know he's trying to leave on good terms and not mm-hmm. trying to burn a bridge. But at the same time, it's just kind of like, why Why did he include Bright Future? He could have just said that I'm leaving Bioware. He could have just left off with his first tweet. He saying, could have used a different game that right. he's worked on. Yeah, it, it, but that's, that's the thing. He's leaving. We also just found out yesterday... That the creative director behind Halo Infinite just left. Jeez, everybody's leaving. Maybe yeah. they're switching. I don't have <laughs> that quote in front of me, but I remember yeah. reading it on my phone. I was like, whoa, okay. People are leaving now. That's great. So, yeah, it, it's just a little interesting the way he worded those tweets. But yeah. 
Um, but that that's pretty much it. It's just very interesting to see, and I'm and I'm excited to see where he's gonna go, what gaming company he's gonna do, and I'm curious to see if there's any plans to Anthem because he says bright future, and he can't wait to see the progress. So we'll wait and see. Who knows? I don't know where it's gonna go, but it's a little interesting to me. Yeah. So let's just move on to our number one gaming news. Um, so this is kind of last week's news coming into this week. It's kind of this week. Twitch, how you doing? You, um, yeah. What you doing there, Twitch? Ah, let's talk about this. Twitch promoted other streamers on Ninja's old account and the number one promoted stream on Ninja's channel, old channel, was a porn stream. What? And they claimed it was an accident. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, <laughs> but it was number one. You said it was number one thing promoted. It was the promoted. most prominent thing promoted. Well, let's talk about it for okay. a second. Okay. Uh, earlier this month, uh, Tyler Blevins, who's known as Ninja, uh, moved from Twitch over to Mixer, mm-hmm. right? So he did it in a very professional way. Like, he didn't say any ill will to Twitch. He just said, like, listen, nothing's changing. I'm just moving over to Mixer. Uh, I'm sure there was money involved because he's earned that money. Like, he's a very valuable mm-hmm. person. So all you salty people who don't have his money, I'm sorry, but he's earned it. <laughs> um, but that's the thing. He moved over to Mixer. Nothing any, nothing to do with Twitch. Well, probably had everything to do with Twitch, but he didn't say that. Twitch became super salty, apparently. And Twitch, rather than taking down Ninja's channel, just saying like, okay, he's off. He's not coming back. Mm-hmm. It's canceled. Instead like they of, would with anyone who's right. abandoning their channel. So instead of taking it down, instead, they used it to promote other streams because he had 14 million followers. I believe he had more than that. 14 million uh, followers. Most of them children, by the way. Most of them under the age of 14, probably. Uh, And instead of just taking down his channel, they promoted streams, including a porn stream. What? Classy. It was. Like, like, (laughs) what? And that's the thing, like, they, they came out to say that, like, oh, I don't know how this happened, like, this was an accident, Um, I don't know how this got on. It was the number one promoted stream, number one. Okay, we've been on YouTube now for, like, we've only taken it seriously for a month now, maybe two months. You don't just accidentally just appear, right? Yeah. I know Twitch and YouTube are completely different. But you know what it takes to get on the front page of something and to stay there? Like they stood there. I think someone said it, it stood there for two hours. Yeah. You know what it takes to, to be on the front page of YouTube for two hours? It doesn't just, oops, it just got there. I don't know how, what happened. I yeah. don't know. There are measurements in place, at least on YouTube. I'm not on Twitch. So actually, our guests... Are going to come on. And maybe we'll talk about that briefly. Yeah. Um, I want to get their their intake on this. Anyways. But on YouTube. It takes so much time and effort. And studying analytics. And just understanding what YouTube wants. And then maybe. Maybe. You get on the front page. Yeah. For a porn stream to make it number one suggested on Ninja's. That is all Twitch, and I don't know how that makes them grow as a business. I don't know what it makes them do to, like, be the bigger man in this situation. Like, you just shot yourself in the foot. It was the most childish yeah. 
response ever. Like, I understand that it might hurt. Yeah. I understand that, you know, that happened. Things like that happen every day. Someone that, you know, you devoted your company to and yeah. you invested in each other. Like, I understand that. That I happens get that. to companies every day. Yeah. But most companies don't take it that way. They say, you know what? I understand. I wish you the best. Even if you're salty about it, you just say it and you move on. Yeah. And, you know, you, you can release things about about Ninja if you want. Say, oh, he's this and he's that. You know, that's one yeah. thing. But to do that where you're endangering the minds of children, yeah. you know, like that's a bit, that's a bit much. Um, and it's that's just disturbing. To me, it's just like, how are they just in their office and saying, you know how we can get back? You know we, how we should, we can get revenge? Let's promote a, a porn stream. Why did that need an echo? I haven't hit that button forever. And I feel like our <laughs> new just, listeners. You felt the need. I feel like our new listeners haven't heard that because we usually do a rumor alert. We haven't oh. needed to do rumors. Well, now it's porn stream. Great. Um, but, oh, man, see, you made me forget what I was going to say. Be- oh, yeah. like they thought, I think in their minds, they thought like, this is a good way to get back at Ninja. Everything's going to yeah. be pinned on Ninja. Like, no, you did it after he announced he was moving to Mixer. And so everyone knows that you're the one that posted it on there, not Ninja. Like, where did they think this was going to go? Even so, with today's technology, they could track it back to Mm -hmm. Twitch's office and not Ninja's computer. It's so stupid. Like, it's just so stupid. It's just, oh my gosh. Like, for people who have such a huge platform, like, Mm -hmm. I don't understand what what went, like, I feel like they were doing drugs or something and weren't clearly thinking. (laughs) I'm going to end this news segment by just reading uh, Blevins' um, quote upon this, saying that Blevins' alleged channel, uh, Blevins, <laughs> I don't know how to say his last name, Blevins alleged that his channel was singled out, saying that no other departed streamers had other channels promoting on their page. He indicated that he has no control over what was being promoted and noted that the follow-up tweet saying that this wouldn't even happen uh, this wouldn't have even been an issue if they didn't use my channel to promote others in the first place. This is true. They shouldn't have been doing that in general. It's so stupid. Like, because like you said, no, they don't do it to anyone else who leaves Twitch. They only did it to him. Anyone else who leaves Twitch, they take their channel down. Uh, it's just so childish. And I don't know what kind of light this puts them in. I don't know where they thought they was just going to go. And now they're saying like, oh, it slipped on my tongue. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. <laughs> Jeez, you're killing me today. I will edit that out. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, it didn't. It did not help you as a company. And it was not an accident. You put it there, Twitch. Stop. Okay? Yeah. Stop. Like you're telling me right now. Adam, stop. Put down the microphone. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> so there's nothing more I need to say about this. It really isn't. Uh it's just so stupid. I I saw that. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. You've got to be kidding me. Anyways, uh, let's just move on to a brighter segment. Let's just bring on our guests. What do you say? I think that's a good idea. All right, everybody. So we've got some special guests coming on the show. Uh, they are part of the GameCast squad. That's right. It is the Overachievers Gaming Podcast. We're going to be talking about we've got no time to game. We've got no time to be adults and gamers. But before we do that. 
Let's get to know them a little bit better with some interview questions. So let's bring them on out here. Let's bring out Charlie and Dami Pastrami Overachievers Gaming Podcast. It's interview time. All right, everybody, we've got Overachievers Podcast. I will let them introduce themselves. Why don't you go ahead? Let's see who starts with the introduction here. I'll let Dami take it, although it's Overachievers Gaming Podcast. Oh, Overachievers oh, oh, Gaming. God. Dang. Oh, God. Rip. You know what's funny? We, 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 when we made that distinction, I like didn't do, put gaming ever. He yeah. got mad at me. Really? Whatever. <laughs> It's, it's okay. Um, we started off as the Overachievers podcast, but there's also another Overachievers podcast we wanted why. to differentiate. That's not ourselves. gaming, which is funny. No. But um, hey, th- uh, thanks for having us. My name's Dominic, uh, aka uh, Ashley Pastrami. Yeah, and I'm Charlie, aka Vash. Thanks for the having Vash. us on. Yeah, yeah. so excited. Yeah, from the anime Trigun is where it originated from. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I'm not nerd. Stampede. <laughs> no. Well, we're all nerds in our own right. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're not so big on the anime manga scene. Uh, We actually just did a video on our YouTube channel about like how video games ruin your lives. But the video that we responded to was how video games and anime ruin our lives. So we're just like, listen, (laughs) we're going to ignore the anime part. Yeah, he didn't say that. (laughs) But fair, very fair. Definitely check it out on the channel. In fact, uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, I will link it up here. Boom, boom. I'm going to write that down because I'm going to forget. That timestamp's going to change. That timestamp is going to change. Uh, 20 Sam. minutes in. <laughs> boom. All right. So uh, before we get started with the interview, uh, we just got done talking about uh, Ninja on Twitch and the promoting of other streams, including the porn stream. You guys are very familiar with Twitch. In fact, you are experts. In fact, you work at... No, you're just kidding. Um, <laughs> but you're much more familiar with Twitch than I ever will be. So can you talk a little bit about how this wasn't an accident? Well, you know, so ju- just like a, a quick um, um, recap for anyone that doesn't know. Uh, recently, Ninja made the switch over to Mixer, mm-hmm. sponsored by Microsoft. Like, huge deal. Yeah. Um, it kind of solidified there being another platform besides Twitch. Like for a minute, we thought maybe YouTube would be another streaming platform that could compete with Twitch, but didn't didn't happen. Twitch is still number one. But, mm-hmm. you know, already Ninja has more followers and viewers on his mixer than he did on Twitch, which which is wild. Like that is yeah. that's like a feat. That's mm-hmm. really cool. And the whole thing with Twitch is um the more people you follow, subscribe, and view, like the different channels. Uh, Twitch like saves that metadata to like, mm-hmm. you know, if, if I'm watching Destiny 2 streams or Marvel Strikes Force streams, my discovery and my recommended videos will be more of those things mm-hmm. of varying degrees of watch, like um, of viewability and et cetera, et cetera. So like, you know, I've always found that like the the bigger profiles will be will be under your recommended. Like rarely is it like, you know, like a, a very low viewed person from, you know, wherever. Uh, and I always found that interesting. But I wasn't sure if um, they were they were already doing this if they were just playing other streamers on mm-hmm. streamers plat- or, uh, channels before mm-hmm. Ninjas. I think he said that wasn't the case, but you know when he left, Ninjas uh, account was still up. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were playing other streamers channels and like recommended channels and stuff through it, and somehow a a porn channel, which th- these things do get overlooked. Like Twitch is fairly strict about what they can deem like like um inappropriate yeah and, like mm-hmm. good on them because obviously people of all, all ages watch twitch and stuff right on uh but a porn stream got through and made it to ninja stream and so you know what like maybe 
Mm-hmm. Maybe it was an accident. Like, hopefully it was. But it just, I it's too, it. to me, it's too coincidental of a time. It was literally days after, not like maybe not even, like a, a day after that he made, officially switched over to Mixer, somehow on his channel, a porn channel made it through. I just, I just find it Number very hard to Number one recommended, believe. by the way. Yeah. Yes, it was recommended. I just, very, I find it very hard to believe that that wasn't something petty or someone like almost recommended sniped. Yeah. Uh, yeah being malicious yeah. about it. Right. Dang. And you know who, who's to say? Because obviously, no one at Twitch would ever go, "Oh yeah, our bad. We did that. We totally did that." Or oh, totally. You know, like like some some like four chan like hacker dork was sitting there, like, "Oh, I'm the one that did it. I purposely made sure that the recommended video would be on uh, ninjas ninjas deal." It, it, who's to say? But I just personally find it too coincidental of the yeah. time that it happens. You know what I mean? Like, and Twitch has been known to be a little. I don't want to say petty. That's not, that's like too negative, but they've, they've been known to like be big headed. Uh, yeah. Ex- that's, that's yeah. a lot better. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I don't know. It's, it sucks. It's not cool. I, I don't like Ninja. I do not like him as a streamer. I used to like him when he played Halo. I don't like him as a Fortnite streamer, but man, no one deserves that. That's just not no. cool. That's very, that sucks. You know, and, and childish it, a little bit, you know? Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Regardless of who it came from. Like, that's just not, that's not cool. Yeah, Charlie, what's your take on it briefly? I would say I, I kind of go down the route of I think it's a little bit of a maliciousness. Mm-hmm. People are just are, are banking off of his success and essentially just don't want to see him succeed and are kind of using like I, I'm also following Dom's sentiment of like, I'm not a fan of Ninja. I enjoy what he's doing. Like, I, I appreciate what he's doing in terms of the, the streaming aspect and bringing streaming and video games oh, to totally. more of, a, too. of an yeah. acceptable mm-hmm. standard these mm-hmm. days. Because before it used to be, you know, up, like five years ago, it used to be like, oh, you play video games? Oh, you're a Dude, nerd. We, yeah. we wouldn't be where we are right now. If, honestly, like, I, I will say yeah. that. We wouldn't be where we are if, if Ninja wasn't in the game. No, it totally. would not be acceptable. It wouldn't be where we are 100% mainstream acceptability mm-hmm. of video games and streaming. Like, totally. Yeah, but mm-hmm. but with that that sort of celebrity status, you you have you're a kind of a target also for certain things. So I kind of feel like it's part of that. Is somebody possibly said, "Hey, you know, here's a good whether it's malicious, not whether it was through Twitch or being salty about it or mm-hmm. anything." Probably somebody said somewhere like, "Hey, let's see if we can get him." You know, yeah, oh, for sure. Kind of a funny like, haha, like you're leaving Twitch now. Let's just recommend, you know, porn. You know, the other side of that, Charlie, which I didn't even think about is I'm sure his channel isn't as heavily modded or not like, like, like mods aren't watching it. Like they probably were when he was there. Yeah. So like that could, you, it could have been that too. Someone's like, great. No one's watching it. Let's just see if we can mess with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. It, think about that. It's just a very strange situation that happened. And just, um, it's very interesting to look through, like, like whose side was it on and how, how did it get through? It's just a way of like, where did Twitch think that they would get off on the better foot if they did this, right? Which it's not if it's definitely they did it, but what what did they think the end game was right there? It it, it just was very petty, and I just didn't understand. It's like a stab, it. it's like yeah. a stab at someone that made them a lot of money that chose to go to a different place. Yeah, mm. it's very petty. So. Um, all right, with that, I want to get to know you guys a little bit better. I'm sure our audience. Um, who I hope is listening to Overachievers Gaming Podcasts. <laughs> but I want them to get to know you a little bit better. And I have a couple questions for you guys. So first, let's go for the individual questions, right? Uh, first, this goes to Charlie B. Vash, which is from an anime. I just learned. I yes. Yeah. Uh, so, Charlie, 
Uh, you are in the film industry. Can you explain a little bit of what you do and also uh, some things you would say to people who are thinking about entering the film industry and what they should look out for, what to expect? Uh, I will address the second part first. If you want to get in the film industry, my biggest recommendation is don't get in the film industry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It is, unless you, well, I'll put it this way. I love what I do. It took me a while. I've been in the film industry for about 12 to 13 years at this point. I got in just out of college mm-hmm. and um, I went to school in Baltimore and they, and there's not a big film market there. I mean, uh, the, the wire was there and I got into the film industry right as the wire was ending. So I oh, missed wow. the boat completely mm-hmm. down there. And then house of cards started up after I had already left Baltimore and moved to New York to pursue mm-hmm. film. But the film industry is a very difficult industry to get into because you have to work your way up the chain. It's going to take a couple of years until you are able to make any sort of money at it. And it's, there's some days you'll be working for free or like a hundred bucks a day kind of thing. If that, if you're lucky mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's just, it's just grueling. Like it, you're working 12 hours a day, minimum yeah. five days a week, sometimes six days a week, depending on the job. And I mean, it, it can be very fulfilling. Like I've worked on a couple big shows like the marvelous Mrs. Maisel is, is the show that I've worked on for the past. Yeah. I've actually years. run I'm into no you there too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm no longer working on that show. I've now, hmm. I was a digital imaging technician for 12 years and that's what I was doing in the camera department. Now I have graduated to a camera operator and second unit cinematographer for the show FBI on CBS. So that's what I'm hmm. currently doing. Yeah. When I first messaged you to say like, Hey, can you come on the show? And you're just like, yeah, you know, uh, maybe in August I'm starting in the FBI soon. I was like, what? And he's yeah. <laughs> I was like, and you're like, no, that's the hilarious. FBI is show. I'm like, Oh, yeah, still cool. Yeah, the show. <laughs> when Adam told me that you worked on Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, I almost died. Yeah, because that's currently like my favorite show in the whole world. That is so. Funny. Yeah, right. I was it's, like, "Hey, what?" It's a fantastic show to work on, but it's just unfortunately the hours are just it's brutal oh, yeah, because our stage is in Brooklyn and at the Steiner Studios, which is in like the heart of Brooklyn. But it's also okay. the most difficult stage to get to because mm-hmm. you're fighting all of the highway traffic. And so if you're trying to get there at 7 a.m. or you know, <laughs> yeah. good luck. From Connecticut, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I still have to leave at 530, if not five o'clock in the morning to get down there. So yeah. it's just it's it's tough. But yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Uh, if I actually, yeah. uh, if I may interject at the end there, cause, you know, I, I, I also work in the film industry. And, and when Charlie says, um, don't, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not necessarily like that like people won't be able to hack it or anything. It's just, right. it's a very challenging, mm-hmm. challenging life. It's a very unforgiving life. It's mm-hmm. very like career first, life second. Mm-hmm. I actually quit for a long time. I quit for two years and I, I recently actually got back in the game myself. Dang. Um, so like it's just if you want to do it mm-hmm. it is at first it is very magical like you're on set you're you're with you're around celebrities the first we ever first movie I ever worked on was charlie was shooting it and you know like um we had eric roberts there which eric roberts was in my favorite martial arts movie of the 80s back um nice um, oh my god i can't believe i forget the name of it It doesn't matter but eric roberts there and i was like all like starts like oh my god and then you start working the 80 hour weeks you start getting mm-hmm. yelled at you yeah. start like yeah, you know all these things are. It's it's just a very unforgiving life. So mm-hmm. if you're down with that and you still want to do the magic, like sure. go for it. Just yeah. be ready for tough toughness. You know, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 definitely it definitely takes a certain caliber of person. And if you if you absolutely love film and you love to work on and you love making stories and you're okay with that lifestyle, it's great. But for some everyone thinks like, oh, you know, the film industry is so glamorous and whatnot. I was like, yeah. it's not at mm-hmm. all. It's just it's a, a lot of hard work. 
but it's also very rewarding work because then you work on shows and they get Emmy nominations. And exactly. Yeah. And anytime yeah. you do something that's actually good, like a good output, like a lot of times the movies you work on aren't usually good when you're first starting out. And then when yeah. you get bigger, you yeah. work on cooler shows, cooler movies. Mm-hmm. You know, I worked on a couple of Adult Swim things, which was like the pinnacle for me. I was nice. like, all right, this is awesome. You know, and then after that, I was like, oh, OK, I can be done. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, true that. Yeah. Man. All right, Liz, you want to ask the second question? Yes. Yeah, for so- Dom. I was going to say that. Oopsies. So, Thank you, Liz. <laughs> Dom, can you walk us through some starting types and branches of martial arts for beginners? Oh, for sure. This is great. So I've been mm-hmm. doing uh, martial arts since I was about 10 years old. Me wow. and my brother started together back in Baltimore when I was a kid. Um, we both started doing Kempo Karate and Gaijin Maria Jiu-Jitsu under a master, uh, Lee Epperson. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the like... How do I phrase this? Mm-hmm. I got into martial arts for two reasons. One, because I loved the Power Rangers as a kid. And two, I got beat up a lot in Baltimore. Oh. And I just nodded like, yeah. But then you said the second part. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the great thing about martial arts is they give you like a huge, a huge point of confidence. The mm-hmm. bad thing about martial arts is that 90% of them are bullshit. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. Okay. Oh, I'm so sorry. I did it. Oh, no. Well, I just I'm to so say your, your hometown is, is trash, so you did say. Yeah. <laughs> you did get a point. True, true. I'm so sorry. That would be the only one. I feel so bad right now. That's no problem, um, man. Uh, 90% of martial arts are not effective in a real-life scenario. Mm-hmm. And when I say that is uh, most forms of karate save like maybe uh, Kyokushin and mm-hmm. uh, Shotokan are just very they look nice kung fu it looks nice taekwondo it looks nice Mm -hmm. uh brazilian Mm jiu-jitsu uh judo muay thai and just like run-of-the-mill general boxing that we've seen for like the last like you know gajillion years those are the most realistic uh forms of martial arts to do Mm -hmm. if you actually want to learn to defend yourself and i say this because um in regards to striking mm-hmm. like between muay thai and boxing you need to know how to throw a proper punch if you don't you're yeah. going to break your wrist you're going to hurt yourself you're going to get hurt yeah mm-hmm. um, and as cool as karate is the punches just don't line up in a real life scenario it's very choreographed you know your opponent has to be like this for you to be like this and right it's so cool don't get me wrong like karate has a purpose a lot of a, like, a, and i think a very important purpose like mm-hmm. learning discipline and forms and stuff is very important yeah. But with boxing and Muay Thai, you need to learn how to throw a regular punch. That's why those are important. Mm-hmm. Between judo and jiu-jitsu, yeah. specifically Brazilian jiu-jitsu, because there's a big difference between what came out of Japan and Asia of jiu-jitsu to now what we have is Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Um, at some point in a street fight, it's like almost guaranteed that someone's going to fall or trip. You're going to go to the ground. And if not, it's always better if you learn how to take someone to the ground because no one uh, – you, you take someone to the ground and, and like the average person will be out of their element once you get there. And if you know jujitsu, you're going to finish the fight with as, as least amount of, of injury to you or the other person as possible. And that's the beautiful thing about jujitsu. It translates from Japanese to the gentle art. And the whole point is to stop the fight before uh, you have to either like maim or kill someone. And that's why it's, it's so much better than just like striking. Cause like with boxing to stop your opponent, you have to physically punch them until they stop, which sucks. That sucks for the person you're going against. It sucks for you. But with jujitsu, yeah. Any of the fight, either via a strangulation or a joint manipulation, um, mm-hmm. means that they w- they're not going to die, and you're not going to like you know splatter their their head all over the concrete. So yeah, in terms mm-hmm. of that, I would say Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, Judo, 
boxing, Muay Thai, like the best things you could ever do Dang. in terms of martial arts. We should take a class. Yeah. You should. I, I tell every single so person fun. I ever know to do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. It is the most rewarding thing I think an individual can add to their life. Yeah. Built a lot of confidence too. Yeah. 100% confidence, discipline. It's, it's, it's I, everyone. Everyone should take a martial arts at one point in their life. We should do that for our next anniversary. Take a martial arts class. Okay. We try 100%. and do something interesting. That sounds out. fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is fun. It is fun. It's the best. I can't, I can't stress enough. Mm-hmm. So speaking about good fights, <laughs> you ready for sorry, this? I, one? I went like a huge monologue. I'm so sorry. No, that's totally fine, man. Like, like I said, like we, we want to know more about you and that's exactly what we're getting. Uh, so the fights I missed on your show, oh, the fights I missed on your show is about pizza. Now oh. <laughs> it's time. I need to hear this from you guys. What makes a good clutch pizza and who's got the best one? Go. Well, I want to preface before me and Charlie argue. Yeah. I love all pizza. Yeah. I favor some pizzas above others, yeah. but I love all pizza. Okay. The only difference is that stuff that comes out of Chicago ain't pizza. Okay. That's <laughs> we can all agree that, right? I... That's Chicago pizza is trash. I it's mean... not that it's trash. It tastes good. That ain't pizza. Yeah, no. it's still trash. It's not pizza. I mean... It's good. I've never had it, but it doesn't look like pizza. Yeah, it exactly. looks like a bucket of sauce and cheese. It looks exactly, yeah. like a pizza lasagna. I'll tell you, and I'm gonna tell you right now. My parents have owned a pizzeria for most of my life, yeah. um, and that's why I, I find myself as mm. a pizza connoisseur. Yeah. yeah. What make what makes a good pizza above all else is yeah. homemade dough, homemade mm-hmm. tomato sauce, and a good cheese. Yeah. So if you get pizza from a pizzeria. And it's oily. It's not because Oof. there's pepperoni on it. If you got pepperoni, it's not because of like it's overcooked. Any and none of the, it's none of that. It's bad cheese. It's, hmm. it's bad cheese. So uh, and that's what that's what you need. You need a good dough, good sauce, good cheese. I like a thinner pizza myself, but I, yeah, I do enjoy a thick pizza every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But where it comes from, I don't care. Like, yeah, you know, I've I've had pizza all over the country. Uh, pizza in Florida is not too good, but I also imagine they don't, there's not much pizza happening in Florida. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. not like mm-hmm. Florida pizza is trash. It's just in New York, every corner is pizzeria. It's embedded in our, in our, in our culture and in, in our, in our, mm-hmm. who we are. But yeah. Um, Connecticut pizza is not better than anything else. So I'll tell you that right oh, now. Oh, <laughs> this is some fighting words, Dami. What do you think? You still Charlie? haven't had Connecticut pizza. So. I don't need to have it. That's not true. <laughs> I'm sure it's delicious. And again, I'm just being a jerk to be a jerk. I don't think the Connecticut pizza is bad because it's Connecticut. I just like, you know, yeah, yanking Charlie's chain. <laughs> Charlie, what do you think? What what makes a good Connecticut pizza? Well, yeah, actually, what is a what is so good about Connecticut pizza? Yeah, what please, is a Connecticut pizza? <laughs> Connecticut pizza. So for me personally, I I'm on the the same guys as as Dami where. I prefer a thin crust pizza mm-hmm. as opposed to like a thick crust or any sort of stuff like that, just because I feel like I get a little bit, I could have a couple more slices of pizza if they're thin crust. So it's not as, not as filling, mm-hmm. you know, some people are like the, I'll have one slice and cause that's enough to fill me up. I personally would rather just eat a whole pie myself if it's a uh, thin crust just cause I enjoy the, the comfort of pizza. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not eating, I'm not eating pizza right now because I'm on a, a, a low carb diet right now. Yeah. You're and, on keto, uh, aren't you? Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing keto. I'm doing Man. my third round of keto. Woo. But yeah, it's just uh so I'm I'm not having it right now outside of making my own, but uh for me, I personally really like a thin crust pizza because I like the, uh, a crispiness to it and yeah. it's just a yeah. lot of like mm-hmm. cheese on top, yeah. a little bit of bread with the crust and it's just fantastic. There's it's a the there's a place up here called Colony Grill 
which okay. is kind of a like it's a, a little bar area. It's like a local chain up here. I haven't been to the famous Connecticut pizza of Pe- Pepe's and and uh, Mystic Pizza. New Haven. Yeah, I've heard good things about that, but I don't. Yeah. I haven't personally gone there myself yet. But I yeah. personally like the thin crust because it's you know it's a layer of cheese, a little bit of crust. It's yeah. crispy. It's good. You can it's you can easily eat like an entire pie by yourself. Yes, and, that's uh, it. It's not, and that's it. You know, otherwise I would have to eat like a you know half a pie and be done. Whereas like mm-hmm. I have a and they're also kind of small and personal. But yeah, the thing for Connecticut is hot oil pizza. So it's kind of like hot oil with a little bit of jalapeno. Uh, so, like I'm sure that's actually in there. That sounds like it is. Yeah. It's fantastic. It sounds like I'm like I'm. I haven't eaten yet. I d- I literally just got done training before we came on. Yeah, and I'm like literally salivating. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this is really making me want pizza. Hot. And yeah, I, I haven't had pizza, pizza in almost a year. Yeah. Oh. Pretty what? Much. What are you doing? Stop this podcast. Go and pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you eating pizza? Because last year around Thanksgiving, I found out I was lactose intolerant, and it basically oh. makes me want to die. <laughs> it's the worst. I miss dairy so much. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm genuinely sorry. Cheese. I was vegan for a little bit. Oh dear, the second, it's the worst. The second I had cheese, like after that, when I stopped being vegan, I I I, cr- I cried. Yeah, cheese, oh, is, the, man. cheese I, is the best. I miss cheese so much. Yeah. I actually like was on a mission to find some form of milk because I missed milk. Right on. Well, I, so. I, I actually drink... I So funny enough, I only have dairy in the form of cheese. Everything else I'll do substitutes. Oh, no, I do see. I do uh, cashew milk, which is perfect. See, I'm also allergic to nuts, which makes it 10 times harder. No! What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm allergic to everything. Um, what is happening? Are you, what is this? It's interesting. My <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's a bummer. I, I There's always in, oat milk. Yeah. Oat milk is... Uh, uh, well, yeah, it's great. my highly can recommended... You, Non-dairy like milk dairy. is ripple. ripple it's milk. like drinking a milkshake. It's the best. Yeah. All right. Man. Probably a ton of sugar in it, but I can't have it. Probably. So. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Charlie. Anyway. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a party you know pooper. I'm sorry. You are with your keto garbage. <laughs> Eat carbs. They're the best. Oh, <laughs> uh, Liz, you want to bring us in? Yeah. So questions? our sorry. next no, question no problem, is, um, what have you guys learned about podcasting after doing it for a year now? Thank God I have Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God I have Charlie. Yeah. You need someone that can rein you. And that's why I feel like me and Charlie mm-hmm. work very well. Mm-hmm. Um, because we have two different, very different personalities and, and they, they mesh well. If we were mm-hmm. both the same, it would be boring or too much. Yeah. Charlie mm-hmm. is like my, the yin to the yang. And, but not only that, Charlie reigns me and he's like, do this, do that, do that. Like mm-hmm. he's a very, very good at directing me to do the things I should be doing. Cause like I said to you, I like one of the things I really like about you guys is that you're very good about your social media presence oh, and we're you. not so much, but Charlie would be like, Hey, do post this for the episode. I'm like, Oh yes, of course. Why didn't I just do that on my own already? You know what I mean? But yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank God I have Charlie. <laughs> no, right on. What yeah, about you, Charlie? And for, for me, it's mainly, I'm, it took a while to get kind of up and running and I kind of like the, for us with our format, I, I'm very happy with how things have gone and we've actually started branching out a little bit. So I started a tech podcast before we did this one called Dudes Talking Tech. And that kind yeah, of got derailed, derailed a little bit because it was myself and three other friends mm-hmm. back from Baltimore. And we started off really strong. We're doing, we were doing a weekly show and it all was good. And then life started to happen and they all have kids and mm-hmm. I do not. So yeah, 
granted I was still working like 80 hours a week, but still making time for it. And so we started, we took a, we took a little break, say, okay, let's take two weeks off and we'll come back. And that two weeks turned into like six months. And Mm -hmm. so we never didn't record a podcast. Mm -hmm. And in that time we were, I was kind of like missing the podcasting. And that's when I, you know, I was listening to a pod, a gaming podcast that stopped uh, recording their podcast because they also got busy with life. So that's when I said to Dom, Hey, let's, We've talked about gaming all, all the time in our texting. Yeah, do you want to just like start a podcast? And so yeah. we kind of just started. Yeah, this was entirely podcast. all Charlie's idea. And which mm-hmm. podcast yeah. was that? Uh, the I think it was the Polygon one that they stopped yes. doing. I think it was like the yeah. Besties, I believe is yeah. what it was. Mm-hmm. I really liked that format. Just like four guys sitting around talking about their favorite po- the games of the month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, hey, let's just do this and see what happened. But yeah, then no, I, I, I also took from... Uh, what failed from my other podcast in a sense of just the scheduling because with <laughs> <laughs> all right stop that's fine uh, <laughs> having that is uh just scheduling and consistency so like you have to yeah. be consistent so I say hey let's just do it bi-weekly it's you know twice a month we'll make it work we'll do one podcast of just us talking about stuff and then <laughs> that's we'll bring right. and then yeah. bring yeah it has and then we'll bring friends on that I know who are streamers otherwise and then that kind of just blew up like we mm-hmm. started having other people on other streamers on tapping into their networks they started listening that yeah. kind of stuff so it just it kind of it grew from like 50 listeners at first and I th- now i think we're up to like 1500 or something like that it's kind of crazy yeah. and i wow. think that's what sets us apart in it is that since we do have someone on every other episode we are kind of piggybacking on whatever they have going to mm-hmm. excuse me which is nice but it also um kind of like interrupts not i want to say mundaneness but i feel like it, it allows just for a, a little additional flair, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And like a little, little, little help, like a conversation and stuff like that. I, I just think that the, having the guests on every other week has been probably, I would say what's, what's our, our best focal point of our podcast is just getting on. Yeah. Cause they're definitely not listening to us. They're in there <laughs> yeah. I'm listening to yeah, you guys. Yeah. Don't oh, worry excellent. about that. Oh, we appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> but it, it's just, uh, just, just the cons- for anyone who's interested in getting into podcasts, consistency is key. Yes. And also just, uh, you know, depending on just find your target audience, like just find a niche and, and go for that. Like for us as gaming and we've even gone further down the rabbit hole with with nicheness and starting a Marvel Strike Force segment of our mm-hmm. podcast because we <laughs> oh, started yeah. getting into streaming for Marvel Strike Force or, or I did. And then I've kind of pulled Dom into it yeah. as well. And it's just uh, we've got kind of infused into that community very quickly and then we started just producing content for it and it's just exploded it's just interesting right. to see how that's worked oh totally yeah well i want to speak on that you you mentioned um guests right and that leads me to my mm-hmm. final question for you guys you, you guys i i've listened to a lot of your episodes you're really great at getting solid guests for your show like like really amazing stuff uh uh, you, you get on musicians, you get on MMA fighters, you, you get it all around and just talk about video games. And it's great. Now, if anything was possible, right, there, there's no barriers, there's no PR, there's no uh, you can get any guest you want. Right. Who would be your dream guest or guests? Right. And what would the topic be? Oh, God, I got a re- Demetrius Johnson, Mighty Mouse, uh, a fighter at 1FC. I've already messaged him like three times. He, <laughs> he's too He's too big. Uh, but if I could, he, so he's a professional mixed martial artist, okay. arguably one of the best, um, a, a very nice guy. And he also, uh, streams mm-hmm. and I, the, the rumor is he makes more streaming than he does fighting. Really? Um, yeah. Holy crap. Uh, very successful streamer. Just, and also just a really just like wonderful human being. Yeah. I would, I would love, I would love to have on Demetrius Johnson. Hey, if you're listening out there, Mighty Mouse, 
big fan. Right on. Through. And Love thanks for fan. listening to Games and Groceries if you're listening. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Surprised you didn't say Stone Cold Steve Austin, Dom. Ooh. He wouldn't know what to say. What What's the <laughs> point? Of, that's the thing is, yeah, it would be it'd be awesome to have the Texas Rattlesnake on clanging a couple beers like every once in a while. But it's like he does. He, what would he say about video games? Well, I, I came through the Broken Skull Ranch on my ATV and, you know, <laughs> I, I threw a stunner on Drain the Rock Johnson and that's it. And I was like, oh, cool. Thanks. All right. We'll see you later. You know, right on. Charlie, what about you? Who's your dream guest and what would the topic be? Oh, man. Uh, so I think I have I'm going to say I have two just because I've reached out to them to try to get them on our podcast. <laughs> Go for and it. This, this, so this will be a, a two parter. So okay. I'll, the two twofer, people who, if I, you will, the, the two for, I guess, suppose. So the two that I would uh, um, try to get on there is because I, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to pull some strings from working in the film industry, trying to get some people on who, who are doing. So who I, I would love to have Henry Cavill and Keanu Reeves on. Yes. You, are, you were. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I reached out to both of them because I know they're I know I know Henry Cavill's personal assistant. Mm-hmm. And so because he worked on uh, vinyl with us uh, for HBO. So I tried to get him to come on. Uh, he was unable to do it because of some PR stuff. Like they couldn't talk about video games, even though because I was like, hey, you know, The Witcher is coming out. Let's yeah. talk to him. Like, no, can't do that. Oh, uh, and then Keanu Reeves's people never got back to me. So but oh. that those are the two people who I would love to have on and be curious just to have some sort of discussion about like how they got pulled into video games because they're both i mean henry cavill's been a, a gamer forever yeah from what i from what i know of him yeah and then keanu reeves is just a all-around amazing human being and so i would love to just have a conversation with him about like what's interesting to him dang because i don't know yeah true and i want to know man yeah. no that's a uh, man like reaching and you and we were close too like that that's crazy yeah. man Ah, we're so. we're like kind of lucky in that scenario. In those instances, we both are a part of communities that, that have huge networks. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and and the thing too is, it doesn't hurt to ask people. Like it doesn't yeah. hurt mm-hmm. to like hit. Like we had on Edwin Najmi, a pro jujitsu guy who's also a big Fortnite player. I just messaged him. I was like, "Hey man, I'm a pro button jujitsu. I've, mm-hmm. I've been following you for a bit. Big fan." I see you play video games. Do you want to come through? And he's like, yeah, sure. And I was like, wait, what? Damn. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I was like, excuse me? You you actually do? So, I mean, like, it doesn't hurt. The worst thing that will ever happen is that they say no, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we tried to get on um, uh, Cornelia Geppert for uh, the Sea of Solitude game. And I tried to message her. I tried to email her, but she never got back to me. So, but she she was busy doing, like, other networking, yeah. other interviews. And I was like, we're, we were just small potatoes to her. So, yeah. Um, again, Cornelia, if you're watching, you know, you're still, you're still welcome on here, but you know, <laughs> but huge fan, huge fan come through. Yeah. Right. <laughs> come on now. All right. So speaking of video games, I think this is a good time to jump into our final segment. Talkie time. So talkie time is a segment where we talk about the uh, games industries and just have a nice little coffee table kind of conversation. Instead of talking about the weather, we talk about video games. So. Let's get started. We're going to be talking about a topic that we don't have time for gaming. And I want you guys to be honest because you had a segment called Too Many Games and you're in a film industry and you got no time at all. You got no time to breathe. And <laughs> or I guess we're yeah, sleep. <laughs> right? And uh, let's start off with defining what it means to not have any time to game by asking the question to all four of us. How much time do we usually generally have to game per week? So we'll start with uh, we'll start with Dom here. Well, Dom's my answer, my yeah, I do have more time. What's funny, I yeah. well, I I would have a di- this would have been a different answer before I started playing a mobile game. Right now, 
I don't care what anyone says. I don't care how much Smack has ever talked to mobile gaming. I'm playing a video game. In, yeah. In Marvel Strike Force. I wake up, play mm-hmm. it for like 20 minutes to get like a lot of my stuff done and then play it throughout the day. Yeah. So I'm lucky with having like mobile gaming allows me to play like periodically all day long. Yeah. But, like mm-hmm. sitting down at my computer, like at my office desk, like turning on Xbox, turning on my PC, I realistically have maybe, I don't know, four hours a week that I actually get to like spin up a console yeah. and play mm-hmm. you know per week. I mean? Yeah. That, that's definitely understandable. My goodness. Yeah. What's yeah. it is. It does change though. Like right now I have a competition next month. So okay. I'm training like six times a week or so and like <sighs> lifting a lot more than I am. So yeah. it's like when that is the case, it's even, it, it's usually when, when that's not happening, I would probably say like eight hours a week, but mm-hmm. right now it's like definitely less than that. Yeah. Charlie, what about you? How much time do you have during a week? I barely have time to sleep, let alone play video games, yeah. which is which is uh, in, incredible. And in hindsight, not looking at it, but now I've since switching careers from being a DIT to a camera operator, I actually have less time to be on my phone or anything. I barely have time to read text messages, let alone just to, to respond to them, yeah. let alone yeah. to mm-hmm. play video games on my phone. But I am also like Dom, where for me, like having a little, you know, being able to play for like 10, 15 minutes throughout the day when I can or if like my camera's not working or rehearsing and I have like five minutes I can go on and do something real quick great that's uh yeah that's what yeah. it is so it's kind of like it gets me my not necessarily my gaming fix but it's like gets me the, the opportunity to enjoy life in the gaming world for mm-hmm. a brief moment and then continue on whereas like before like when I was working on Maisel we were I was waking up if we had like a 7 a.m. call time. It's like mm-hmm. an hour, hour and a half drive from Connecticut to the stages in Brooklyn. I have to leave my house at 5 a.m., drive all the way down there because you want to get there early for breakfast. And you're on set from 7 a.m. to about 8 or 8.30 p.m. It takes another hour and a half to drive home. So I'm getting home at 10 o'clock at night and then I have to wake up at 5. So it doesn't really leave me much time to say hi to my wife, my dog, and mm-hmm. just hang out. So because I don't want to spend that time like, hey, it's like, hey, babe. How's it going? Oh, I'm going to go play video games for an hour and a half and yeah. then get five hours of sleep. Yeah, and I agree with that. Yeah. So, Very quickly, how to lose a partner. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's like, you know, I like my wife. Yeah. A little oh, yeah. bit. Just, I like your wife, too. Bit. I mean, she's the yeah, She's great. Oh, I love she's my wife. She's fantastic. She And I like the fact that she understands, like, my need to, like, just chill out and play video games. And mm-hmm. also she enjoys mm-hmm. playing them with me and, and you know, certain games and all that stuff. But so <laughs> yeah. with that, we, you know... Sometimes on the weekends, game, the weekends are reserved for gaming, but now it's kind of been talking about games, which is fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That we're doing. No, but there's really just no time yeah. outside of like little bits here and there. And But now that I'm staying in Brooklyn because I have a crash pad in Brooklyn, I have like maybe like an hour and a half to two hours of time. So like I'm mm-hmm. playing yeah. games a little bit more. Like I'm slowly finishing up my Rage 2 campaign mm-hmm. that I've been yeah. working on towards for like the past three months. But right. other than that, it's been very difficult to find time to do anything social let alone personal mm-hmm. yep. right on liz what about you i, like I mean we live in the same house but yeah. yeah but that part can make it more complicated yeah to play games because we share a tv yeah so we can Oof. only play one system at a time yeah and so i would say i mean i got my some of my retro games in the basement but it's not like I'm going to be like, okay, I'm just going to like crawl to the basement like, yeah. and not spend time with you. Yeah, because we both work mm-hmm. a decent amount. 
I mean, yeah. not as much as these two, but yeah. <laughs> but we do work a it's decent not a bragging, amount, right? Trust me. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we work on the podcast, and I don't consider when we play games for the podcast as playing games because it's still work. Yeah. Because when we. Yeah, because we also yeah. do let's plays on the channel. Yeah. So I have to talk, mm-hmm. and it's like it's not the same as just sitting down and enjoying a game. So I would say I maybe have four hours per week a week yeah. between yeah. work. Mm-hmm. church stuff like my work your work yeah because i'm <laughs> because also i work part-time with him brought most like like in the end yeah oh yeah because with a full-time youth ministry like it gets a little bit difficult just because like i'm at the office or i'm hanging out with students or mm-hmm. i'm going to a meeting at night because all my meetings are at nighttime do you do games with the the ministry like do you have any game programs uh, sort of, I sprinkle them in like, uh, when, when Fortnite really got big, I used to have Fortnite tournaments with the kids. Oh, that's awesome. Oh. And, uh, we're having an event where it's like outreaching to their friends and like introducing to the church. And I'm actually having a, a video game truck that's like pulling in and oh, that's cool. And mm-hmm. I did it last year and man, oh my gosh, they, loved they loved it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they went crazy. They basically so. lived in the truck and didn't, they didn't oh, even come out it. for food. Like we had KFC and they were like later. Yeah. <laughs> like they wouldn't oh come out. Yeah. So I'll put fried chicken in front of me. I don't care what's happening. Yeah. That's right on. You know. uh, but yeah, so I would say maybe I, I think I have a little bit more time, maybe six hours. Yeah, Because you're home when I'm not. Yeah. Because his office hours are shorter because he does work a lot of like nighttime I, events. Nighttime events. Sure, and I'm sure, usually sure. on the road. So my office yeah. hours are a little weirder but. yeah so he usually has the time between coming home from work and when i come home from work to play games but then when i right. come home from work we have dinner we have podcast stuff yeah and you know we just want to relax so yeah yeah sure. you have a little bit more time yeah i'm just gonna jump ahead into one of our talking points here because we kind of already talked about how we usually get our gaming in mm-hmm. uh it's usually through mobile gaming and by the way yeah i, I want to talk about that like you're still a gamer if you're still playing mobile games yeah like dom you bring up a good point i don't really care like it's a video game there you go i'm not really a video uh mobile gamer guy no but it's still gaming come on now yeah i mean definitely yeah. Yeah. Maybe i like got really uh that. defensive because who is that a disrespect yeah that mm-hmm. like, went on a rampage about mobile gaming it's like dude like, come on, man. You yeah. wear a, a, a wig and glasses. Like, don't tell me <laughs> that what I'm doing is fake. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I just can't do it, man. But uh, I want to jump ahead to with there's too many games dropping, right? And there's so many games so dropping many games. all at once. And it's just like you can't keep up. Uh, like, I, I have Game Pass now. And there's just so many games dropping into it. I can't keep up. And as the first generation of gamers like gets older, the more games that drop and it's just getting harder to keep up with games. So oh, let, totally. Yeah. Let's let's talk about that for a little bit. Like what goes to your head that like there's just too many games to keep up with? And how do you select the games you're going to play? Yeah, it's just oh, I actually wanted to make a mention since you mentioned that you have Game Pass. I remember there's one episode or a couple episodes ago. You guys were talking about how you wish there was a PlayStation version of Game Pass. There's yeah. actually called PlayStation Now. Yeah, I that's right. Mm-hmm. I, I remember stopping the podcast and I was like, ah, oh, you idiot. <laughs> no, it's just, it was just funny. That, like we were talking this. I was like shouting at my phone. I was like, there's PlayStation Now. It's just funny, yeah, but, but I just uh, so, I mean, that's a, like a monthly thing where you can it's not the newest games, but like you still have access to a library of stuff which i thought was interesting but yeah it sucks so it doesn't matter (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing is but it's not like the equal version of game pass because it's like game streaming versus 
like what you said, like new games drop into it. I like the value of Game Pass better than PlayStation now. So it is technically in the same realm, but I do lean more towards Game Pass. But I think oh, yeah. I wish there was a Game Pass like that where you can just download games onto your uh, hard drive and the new games drop like any kind of like um, PlayStation exclusive goes into yeah, like PlayStation that. Plus. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like that. So but that that's what I was more talking about. But I did realize I'm like, ah, but there's plenty of times where people scream at us. So don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> it's more interaction, but I'll let Dami yeah. uh, take the first part. Of yeah, go for it. it. Uh, oh my God, guys, I'm so sorry. I definitely just zoned out. Please. Okay, <laughs> I do it all the time. Yeah, no, I'm like so, I, I, I trained three times in the last 12 hours. I'm, yeah, I'm dying a couple right times. Now. No, that's okay. Yeah, uh, um, yes, actually. <laughs> I was just on a good game, great game not too long yes, ago. Okay, great. And, uh, and I was just on them and, uh, I'm usually used to like just listening to them. Like I'm listening to them banter a lot. And so when I was yeah. on it, like I zoned out cause I'm just, li- I, I thought I was listening yeah, to one of their listening. podcasts and I was like, Oh, right. I'm, I'm on. The- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think if I remember correctly, we're talking about uh, prioritizing games when there's too many games and we have no time. Yes. Is that, is that That's it. Correct? Mm-hmm. Great. So the thing about when I was younger was, you know, between doing martial arts and my parents went to restaurants, so I'd be working there all the time mm-hmm. was my only other thing I really did was play video games. And I was playing like, God, like so many games yeah. at once. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I did it as a kid. And now I'm like, if I play one game, I'm happy. Like Destiny 2 mm-hmm. is my main, it well, was, I guess, Marvel Strike Forces now, but Destiny yeah. 2 was my main game. Mm-hmm. And the thing I find now that I, ha- I have less time to do stuff and um, there are a bunch of games, is it's really forcing me to... Uh, find what I deem valuable in yeah. my time and like what I actually want to devote the the little time I do have and it, it, it forces me to choose like games that I actually want to play and that yeah. mm-hmm. I, I want to devote time to just because I know like that two hours quite frankly it could be napping it could be working out it could be more hanging out with my girlfriend because my girlfriend mm-hmm. is like priority when I get home like no matter how yeah. tired I was how hard my day was I hang out with her first That's and yeah. then I'm, I, I may split off or I might just go to sleep whatever but that time that I'm playing that game could be going to like playing with my cats or working out more or training more or yeah. like mm-hmm. eating or sleeping, anything. So yeah. it just really forces me to determine like what I find valuable, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. It's just like, um, like I said, I, I just got so many like games dropping for Game Pass. I, in fact, we just went to a retro gaming convention. I just picked up like a couple GameCube games that I've never played before. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. And uh, including, shamefully, I will announce it on the podcast. Never have I once actually, controller in hand, ever played Ocarina of Time. Oh, my goodness. And I literally, yeah. it's one of the, the I, and I, don't, I say that it still holds up. I played it not too long ago. Uh, Ocarina of Time, in my opinion, is one of the greatest video oh, games yeah. ever created, ever. Oh, yeah. I've seen people watch it. Like, I've seen it at my friend's uh, place. Like, like I've seen it, but I've never owned an N64, and I can't afford the $120, $120 version of it, because, like, that's how I'm going to say sell for on eBay, but I got it on Wait, GameCube. Wait, what? Yeah, dude. Like, uh, well, there's... For like, N64? Yeah, it ranges from, like, $60 to 100 Like, I saw oh. one... Yeah. yeah, for N64, N64. It, it, there's something about it that it, like mm-hmm. N64 games, especially if they're unopened. Oh, yeah. goodness. It's like insane. But like I got it on the GameCube version. And I was like, I finally get to play this. And then I'm like holding it in my hand. I'm like, yeah. when? 
<laughs> when, yeah. when, yeah, it's because I'm that's a, that's a hard game to pick up and put down. I'll tell you that right now. That is very that's hard. That's what I mean. Because there's a lot of stuff you have to remember. Like, if you were in a temple mm-hmm. and you stop playing for a week and you come back, you're like, yes. oh man, what did I do last? And that's the thing. There's no help. I think that's the hardest part about not having any time to game because, uh, like you'll you'll hear me sometimes on the uh, let's plays because you know we we uh, film them once per week, and so I'll pick it up. I'm like, all right, guys, welcome to the next episode of Hugh. What was I doing? Like, it's just <laughs> yeah. like what was happening? So I had to start writing writing stuff down because I I did yeah. a playthrough mm-hmm. last year of Majora's Mask on um, mm-hmm. on 3ds, and yeah. I was like, I needed I needed to write down where I was because I I put it down for a week, come back and be like, oh no, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. But that's the thing. It's just like, there's just so many games and I can't keep track of it. And even the games I do have, it's just like, my goodness, I, mm-hmm. I can't keep track of it. Like, Stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Liz, what do you think about this? Well, for me, it's kind of different because I didn't really play a lot of video games growing up. I played the random ones, but I'm playing catch up. So last year I got the PlayStation and I got like every David Cage game I could find. Yeah. <laughs> and I was I'm pl- I'm playing catch up. So while I'm playing catch up, there's games coming out that I'm like, "Oh, I want to play that." Yeah. Oh, but I still need to finish these like four that I got last year. And, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And, exactly. That's also yeah. tough. Yeah. And I'm expanding like what I'm playing because my ability like I'm getting better at games. So I'm just go, oh, I could play that now. Right. And so I, my list is getting longer and then it's getting longer, more games come out and The Last of Us 2 is getting closer and closer and I still haven't <laughs> finished the first Last of Us so that's my life i'm still catching up yeah. and things are coming out and i don't have time for any of it and i just yeah. then i end up just playing <laughs> sims because that's all my brain can handle yeah like and um charlie I, if you listen to this episode we talked about like junk food gaming and there's always those games that like you always come back to like there's so many games popping but you always come back i i would say dom uh yours is probably destiny 2 like it's like your your junk food game. Like you you don't have to think yep. about it. You just jump on in and yep. just enjoy the mm-hmm. ride. Um, Charlie, what what would be your junk food gaming then? Well, I used to D- Destiny Two used to be my junk food game, and I hopped out for a while. Now I actually think I'm going to hop back into Destiny Two because of all the cross saving stuff, which we had talked about in our podcast previously. Like if mm-hmm. we could play on our on our console, but also you know with oh, our friends, but then play on our PCs with by ourselves. That's going to be a reality soon, so I'll probably hop back in when mm-hmm. that all comes Man. out. But probably for me is the Division 2. I still hop into yeah. that yeah. game. Really? Now and then. Yeah, it's still fun, man. Like, yeah, like even as a, a single player, <laughs> like just the, the the game itself is just a lot of fun. And so yeah. I like the just, you know, just hop in. You can do everything solo in that game, so you don't have to play with other people if you don't want to. Yeah, you totally. Can just hop in and do a couple missions. Like, it's just a... Hey, I want to like you know play a shooter, but I don't want to have it like too crazy. Uh, I just started playing it again this past week because I had like, like okay. you know, hey, I got forty minutes to play. What am I going to play? Uh, I don't want to start up a new game because like then it's going to go through yes. the intro and I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. Like, you know what? I'm going to load up the Division Two. You know what? It's still a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I, right. I, I pop into it every now and again. Like Division Two is a lot of fun. I personally like the first Division. I, I think I like the setting better. Than Division yeah, I put Two. So much time in the first division. Oh yeah, my same. God. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But uh, if I had a girlfriend then, when I was playing Division One, I wouldn't have a girlfriend. <laughs> she would have dumped me. Hundred percent. I still remember um, Angry Joe once like talked about his uh, love hate for the Fallout series and how he. I think he said that mm-hmm. he lost three girlfriends playing Fallout, and I'm just like, see, the first one, 
It's got to be like, okay, maybe she was not the right one. Didn't he say he lost a fiance? I think he said he lost a fiance to fall. I was like, okay, well. Stop playing the video game, dude. Yeah. I was like, how bad is your habit that someone who was going to marry you said, never mind. And I might be Also, I mean, like, how is someone who is going to marry you not know that you have a Exactly. That was my other thing. I'm like, what happened? I want to know more. That's the thing. Like, he, (laughs) he brushed it through. Like, I think it was during his Fallout 4 review. Or, or something like that. It was like during that. 76 or something. Yeah. Think. And he's like, I love the Fallout series. And then he talked about it. I was like, wait, wait, wait. I, back up here. Back up. We need to have a full video of like what went down here. <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> like, right. um, We just got way off topic. So speaking of that, <laughs> actually, it goes into my next uh, my next point here is that we, we don't have time for games because of our adult responsibilities. Like we can't game because Dom, like what you said. If I had Game Pass as a kid, if I had Game Pass as a teenager, I would never see the light of day ever again. My head would have exploded. Yeah, exactly. My head exploded. Or if we had PlayStation Now, Charlie, you know, if we had PlayStation <laughs> Now. <laughs> but, you know, now that we're adults and we have responsibilities, we have jobs, you know, that's why we don't have time. However, if we neglect our responsibilities, we won't progress in life, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that priority to say that, like, this is what I need to do to progress in life. And if I have time to game, that's great. But what's that line between like you're playing too much and you're neglecting games? Like what's crossing that line there? Hmm. You know, that's tough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what What do you guys that's, think? That's tough. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I can go first on this one. For me, it just came uh, for, first and foremost is especially since um, work is we were working in the freelance world. So mm-hmm. if you don't work, you don't get paid, which is, mm-hmm. you know, it, to some people, it's kind of like a foreign thing to them. It's just like, oh, you know, I'm going to take a day off of work here. And like, you know, I'm just going to still get paid for my, my paid time off or whatever. We don't have that in our industry because yeah. when you don't work a day or you get sick and you can't go to work, you don't get paid for that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, someone else fills in for you and they get paid for it and so on. Oh, yeah. It's true. Not like a, we can't really take time off or vacations or anything like that. So, Mm-hmm. For me, pr- prioritizing being mentally sharp for work and mm-hmm. also just prioritizing just getting enough sleep for work. So even if I'm, yeah. I have like, you know, there was the other day, like um, I think actually on, on Thursday, like we had like a, you know, like a 17 hour turnaround. So it's like I had, which essentially for us means like when we have to go back to work. So yeah. we, we started that day at a 7 a.m. We finished at you know, like 6.30 p.m. And like I didn't have to be at work until I think 10 a.m. on Friday yesterday. And I was like, you know, I could like, I can actually go and do some, I could play games for like all night long and whatnot. And I loaded up uh, Rage 2 and I was like, you know what? I have some other things I need to take care of with, with mm-hmm. this time. So let me yeah. like uh, talk to my wife for like an hour and yeah. just to catch up with her and like doing you know, invoicing for stuff I did. Like I took care of stuff that I needed to take care of. And I, it was the first time in a long time I put priorities on getting real life stuff done mm-hmm. and not gaming. And it was actually, it was a weird feeling to mm-hmm. me because I love video games. I mean, I have Assassin's Creed tattoos on my legs. Nice. So it's like I, my favorite series I love of all time. video games and yeah. it's like such a staple for like how I grew up and all that stuff. And I mean, we have obviously a video game podcast. So like I love yeah. talking about love yeah. experiencing things, but you know, it felt good mm-hmm. to finally be like, hey, I'm an adult. I'm going to prioritize this stuff. This is my recreation. This is not my life. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. But But for me, it's more like getting priorities to... Uh, career and people around me and mm-hmm. and making sure that I'm taking care of other people first and then when I have 
extra time left over. It's like, okay, what do I want to do? Oh, you know what? I have an hour. Let's go play some Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 while I have yeah. an hour. Mm-hmm. No, totally. Uh, Dom, what are you thinking? Well, video games for me have always been one of my outlets Yeah. of like, like kind of like my safe place and like where I could like relax and I, I like can truly be like at like neutral with the universe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. True that. But yeah. I, it's just, it's be, not necessarily become less so of that lately. Mm-hmm. I've just been like in a chill spot with my life that I don't really need the, like I haven't played destiny two in probably like two weeks. You know, I, yeah. I, I just, I'm, do, I'm like, Hey, I'm my girlfriend. I'm training more. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, hanging out you know like i was gonna play t- today like after the, after this episode i was gonna actually play nice uh, for the first time a bit but um yeah i don't know it's like definitely tough to determine like <laughs> when is like as an adult mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like for me at least like when i get home like should i play video games or should i just sit down and, and relax you know yeah yeah and i find yeah. it more so that it's becoming more that i'm just gonna sit down and relax instead of turning on video games which is like kind of crazy you know but yeah. it's also like i don't need i don't need to i don't need to like dump like three hours into playing tonight i could just chill mm-hmm. out but with that yeah. being said i also wonder if that would be different if i wasn't playing strike force all day not all day but you know what mm-hmm. i mean like mm-hmm. periodically throughout yeah. the yeah like if that was your yeah your only time to play video games was when you came came down to sit down yeah that, that is hard uh, and i know exactly what you mean there's some times where i come in uh to the house and I maybe have an hour, maybe an hour and a half before I have to like go to my next thing, go to my next meeting or drive out somewhere. Right. And I'm in the same predicament as you are. It's like, oh, I could play like Mario Kart. Uh, I talked a little bit on the beginning of this episode how uh, I'm Mario Kart champ. I've never lost to a 10 year old ever. Except yesterday. <laughs> Except yesterday. Um, That's hilarious. But it's like, do I want to play Mario Kart for a while or do I want to sit and relax? And most of the time, it's just like, I I just kind of relax a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. I just like yeah. chill. I I maybe like put up an ebook real quick. Like I'm I'm reading sure. about uh, YouTube strategies right now. Uh, I can't remember the title of the book. It was free on Kindle Unlimited, so I was like, yeah, why not? But why not? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, sometimes I'll just like sit down for an hour and a half and like maybe read a little bit of uh, the book I'm reading, and totally. then I go. And, and it's just like I, I know exactly what you mean because when I was a kid, like you, like what you said, video games played a big role in my life. Um, I, I said it before on the podcast, so it's not like, oh no, breaking news. But like, I didn't have the best dad in my life. So whenever I had to go to his house during a weekend, you know, I, I had video games and like mm-hmm. kind of occupy right. my time. Um, yeah. and, and it was like, like you said, it was my safe space. But now, you know, now that I think about it, I'm only thinking about this when, when you just said it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of true. That's just kind of like, I'm, it doesn't really have an outlet for me anymore. Not to say right. that like life it's is still perfect. fun, obviously, but yeah, it's not to say that life is perfect right now. Like, oh, you know, life is great, but it's it's a different, well, yeah. a different context. I I want to say it's a, it's in a different context, mm-hmm. dude. I feel exactly the same. I still yeah. really enjoy playing video games. I'm very excited for new video games. Like, yeah, but like like and like since I do such a physically demanding hobby, yeah, everything always hurts. So when I get home, yes. yeah, I just like man, I lay on the couch, lay on the bed, like I just yeah. want like crack open a cold like uh lemon lion seltzer you know yeah. what i'm saying like yeah i just got done doing um I, I moved on to a new program but i just got done doing uh the chris hemsworth workout plan and oh, my buddy's doing that, that, I looked into that. yeah it's uh it, it's great it got me in great shape but uh like you uh my legs hurt 
Everything hurts. <laughs> yeah. And I just want to sit down. Like, that's all I want to do. Not yeah. just like focus on icing my legs. But right. And like, you can relax and play video games. Like, oh, definitely. totally. Yeah. But there's something about kicking your legs up. Like, I don't know. I, I, I'm finding that I'm just becoming more relaxed sitting on like at my couch, just not like no TV. Like just nothing. not doing Maybe, anything. Maybe like, I'll, I'll read a book. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Not doing anything. Exactly. Like, yeah. kind of just like resetting myself. Exactly. No, no thought needed, you know, mm-hmm. but not true that definitely still find enjoyment in the video games. And I always will, but yeah, yeah different, different parts of your life, you know? Yeah. Charlie, what about you? Like talking about this, like how uh, games are no longer your sort of outlet in a different context though. What's your take on this? Did I already, you already that? went. Oh yeah. Well, like uh, I didn't know if like <laughs> you like talked about like what me and Don were connecting with, you know, now we're best buddies, but oh, yeah. oh okay. I was just trying you, to see you if thought, uh, you me and you, Charlie, could be. Hometown, man. You're, you're dead to me. Just in terms of outlet, I mean, it kind of goes hand in hand what I said earlier about just, you know, having the time for it. But it, I feel I kind of agree with what Don said earlier. Just if it wasn't for the fact that I, I have access to a game that I really enjoy on my phone all the time, mm-hmm. I'm able to continue to play it all the time throughout yeah. the day that allows me to kind of focus on other things when i get home so it's not like mm-hmm. it's not like i feel like i'm missing out because i'm still able to play even if it's for you know maybe an hour throughout the day of my crazy yeah. work schedule mm-hmm. but it's not like i get home like oh i have to relax i have to play video games i have to know what's happening with this but, yeah. you know i still get through it but it's yeah. if there's a game that i'm really hooked on Mm-hmm. I'll I'll play like I played through all of Days Gone. I platinum that. Like for me, platinuming and finishing a game is like what I really love to do. Yeah. But just because it makes me feel like I, I've accomplished and I've gotten my money's worth out of it, and just, I don't. Know, I just kind of like the trophy system. Where I kind of yeah. wish Nintendo would do something similar for a trophy right. system. Mm-hmm. I'll never stop playing Nintendo games. Yeah. But uh, I'll, no, normally these days, like I'll just like uh, I have uh, GameFly, and so I'll try different games that come in, and I'll play it on mm-hmm. easy just to experience the story and just to see if I mm-hmm. enjoy it, and also not just be stressed out about it too, because yeah. it's really supposed to be relaxing. Yeah. So I'll just yeah. go through. I think right now I have the occupation. Yeah. No, that just, and, that just came out to me, but and there's nothing wrong with yeah. playing a game on easy either. Like no. we're talking about mobile games and right. playing on games on easy. Like, uh, totally. like I was playing, uh, Resident Evil two on easy first, like for the let's play. I saw, uh, yeah, same dude. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, yeah, same. I don't care. Like if it makes me a scrub for <laughs> yeah. playing on easy, that game is terrifying. And I don't want like 30,000 zombies every five seconds to just maul me. All right. Yeah. hundred yes. percent agreed. I'm with you, my guy. Yeah. Get good dummy. And, uh, I am good fool. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I, I stopped doing the let's play on the channel just because like I felt like there was too much dead air, like me just thinking about what I'm going to do next. Uh, but when I first played, I was just like, listen, I got too much stuff to think about right now. I, I got to talk to the camera. I got to avoid zombies. I got to put jukes on zombies. Like there's nothing wrong with doing anything on easy. But yep. yeah. But wrapping up our conversation here, we kind of talked a little bit about what games we kind of gravitate towards, right? Like we kind of gravitate towards the games that we kind of grind in or kind of mobile games. But really trying to think about it, uh, now that we have less time to game, if a game was marketing to you, right, what sort of games do you gravitate towards? What's some descriptions of games that would be like, you know what, I would gravitate towards that. That's a game that I would prioritize in my life. What, what do you oh, guys think? That's that's a that's a very interesting and kind of tough question. Yeah. Well, well thank you. I'm the master of questions. No, I'm just oh kidding. <laughs> like the yeah. And so so humble with it too. Oh yeah. Uh, He's <laughs> super humble. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. I flex every picture I take, so don't worry about it. You're right. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> 
Uh, I, admit, I actually don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Charlie, you got an answer for us? Yeah. So RPGs are my kind of thing. I kind of mm-hmm. like action RPGs and a little bit of strategy games. But games that kind of I've been navigating towards mm-hmm. lately. And I'm, uh, I guess, like action RPGs are more my thing that I like to do with like doing things and it kind of levels up. It kind of can progress even a little bit, even there. That's why it's funny how you said earlier when you said that. You come home and just play around a Mario Kart or whatever. Yeah. I can't necessarily find myself doing that because with Mario Kart, I don't find a sense of progression. So I kind of like progression. So anything that'll mm-hmm. progress for me is yeah. kind of, is up my alley. Take a but couple steps. With, yeah. Yeah, ex- exactly. So even if I can only put like half an hour in, I'm like, I'm at least like leveling up a tiny little bit that helps me out later on when I'm able right. to or running quests or, you know, getting gear with the division or something like that. If I can only do a little bit, it's, that's what I want to do. But mm-hmm. I've been. There's a game coming out that actually I think Dom and I are going to talk about tomorrow on our, our actual podcast. I'm very excited for because I've played probably about 40 hours on PC. It's Black Desert Online. I don't know if you guys nice. have heard about this. Yep. It looks and, beautiful. Uh, I, yeah, it looks it looks great. I didn't had no idea it was coming to console. And I'm mm-hmm. very excited to play that on console. Yeah. And I, I think I might actually buy the or pre-order the Founders Edition and just, you know, chip away at it a little bit here and there. And that's the kind of stuff that I like to do because like an MMO type game like that. I can just chip away at my leisure. I don't have to, I'm not concerned about time restraints. Like I don't have to beat it in X amount of days or mm-hmm. spend a little bit, like just a little bit here and there, a little bit here and there. And it's fine. Right. I'm okay with that. Yeah. And, and uh, they, the reason why I was like excited for that is I played Terra when it was free. Oh on, yeah. Yep. And I had a really good time with that and they really made that very accessible on console. So we'll right. see what happens with that. Dang. Yeah. What about you, Dom? Well, you know, the funny thing about me and video games is I'm totally a creature of habit. Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. if it's any Zelda, any Gears of War, any Halo, any StarCraft, I'll yeah. play those till, like, the cows come home for the rest of eternity. I am the same like, way. Seriously, like, Gears of War 13. I don't care if it's <laughs> the same story. Right but, on. like, only because of, like, not only, but, like, like harshly because of nostalgia purposes and reasons. But, like, mm-hmm. I very much enjoy, like kooky sci-fi like mm-hmm. i i like hard sci-fi novels and like any like weird sci-fi games that come out like i i, I if a trailer was what's the new uh kojima game coming out anyone know the top Death of their head Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. yes like that it might not be necessarily sci-fi per se but like yo that's crazy story i'm like really excited for it. so yes. like, anything with like a cool kooky story totally into you know yeah and if they market it's like like the way death stranding is marketing itself it's, it's just like really poking at your curiosity. Like, mm-hmm. right, exactly. And that's what it is now as an adult without like, like it's like a good trailer. If, if that, if I'm watching a movie trailer and it leaves me at the end asking like, Oh, what's like, Oh my God. You know, like the curiosity, yeah. curiosity is yeah. totally like hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. You know, I, I a hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. Especially with gears five coming out. I know that I wasn't, big on the gears four ending but i'm like same yeah but i'm the same way yeah that's the thing it's like especially since it's coming on game pass i'm like you know i'm gonna play it like you know 100 percent. yeah totally like uh, like seriously you could tell me you can give me the same story the locusts have come back like for like the the 12th time yeah like oh man all right dumb let's go you know well you know (laughs) r.i.p yeah um right on spoilers like Oh God! Gears of War three has been out for a long time. That's like yeah. saying spoilers and like Darth Vader's father. All right, like, yeah, no, that's not how that works. Spoilers, but, uh, definitely. Oh, shut <laughs> up. Yeah. 
Uh, Liz, save us. So what what grade? <laughs> <laughs> games are you going for? Um, I I mean, and we've discussed this on the podcast a few times. I tend to gravitate towards the narrative ones where it's just kind like of like David Cage's, yeah. Yeah, like it's more discovery. Like I don't need a ton of skill, so I don't really need to think too hard. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, just yeah. things that I can just kind. Of, it's like it's like a movie. I mean, I love TV and like TV shows, movies. Mm-hmm. everything like i can binge watch for days and be perfectly fine um so games like that where i more of get to discover things like in life is strange where you look around and looking around is important yeah yeah, um, yeah things fair. like that i mean i do enjoy some that involve some skill because i like feeling good about myself yeah um but fair. i i do tend to gravitate towards the ones that are narrative driven mm-hmm. and just you can take your time and really get to know the world you're in yeah Right. And for me, I would think that I gravitate more towards the shorter indie titles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you do. Yeah. I, I love. I'm just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> if it's a game like Hugh, Unravel, The Gardens Between, like if it's like a like a short four hour, like Oxenfree, I absolutely oh adore gosh. Oxenfree. Um, but if it's like a shorter indie title that has like really good art style, like that's what I gravitate towards because it doesn't take too much time. It doesn't cost that much money. And, you know, I really enjoy my time with that. And I, it's like a thin sliced pizza. I can consume more of it without feeling bad about myself. Mm. Does that make ah, sense? I saw the callback. Yeah. Like it. Good job. <laughs> that's why I like thin sliced pizzas. You know, I can oh, eat okay. a whole pie without feeling fat. Oh, that. Okay. <laughs> very fair. Very fair point. But yeah, definitely because I have less time, I'll gravitate towards those shorter mm-hmm. games. You know, and I like how it's going to like an indie dev that really worked hard on this too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you right now, I haven't pre-ordered it yet, but like I will be getting probably WoW Classic. Um, mm. And I, I haven't played like a real MMO in a long time. Yeah. But I'm like super curious about playing WoW Classic, like playing that old school WoW again. Yes. And I know it's a game that I could sit there and grind it for eight hours, but also like I don't care. I'll like log in and like like farm some some stuff for like a, an hour or so here every once in a while like it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be anything crazy but I'm, yeah. I'm like yeah i feel you like shorter things but like also things like that's grindable that's not i don't have to like be fast in the grind or anything so like, yeah exactly like i i feel like if you're in certain grindy games if you're not keeping up with everybody who's grinding you're, you're falling behind that that's why i don't play apex legends anymore because mm-hmm. i played a lot yeah. when it first came out and then I stopped because, you know, Same, I, yeah, I didn't yeah. have a lot of time and I tried to jump back in. Everybody else is just like, so good. The, yeah. They're yeah, on another level. I'm like, well, I missed my chance. OK. Yeah. Yep. Got to go uh, play Mario Kart, yeah. I guess. But <laughs> yeah, we talked about that with our last podcast guest about like, yeah, like if you don't keep up with it, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. You know, if you take a day off, it suck. Yeah. So. Yeah. That That's so true. Like if you even take a day off, if you take if you take a lunch break, you're done for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, just kind of like putting a, a little bow on this conversation. I, I think what we're all trying to say here is that, uh, as time goes on, right. As time goes on, the less time we'll probably have because, you know, a lot of us will get married. Then the little bambinos like just come crawling out. And, um, you know, then you got all those dogs that you're, I don't know, but what like, what language are you speaking? <laughs> but bambinos, he's taught the language of my people. Yeah. Bambinos. <laughs> Gabagool. Oh All right, now, you, now, now you're being insensitive to me. <laughs> but, you know, the, the less time we're going to have. But that doesn't mean you need to drop video games outright. You just need to enjoy the hobby with the little time that you have, whether mm-hmm. it be 
10 minutes or 10 hours. Yeah. Honestly, totally. if I had 10 hours. That would be amazing. Yeah. But, you know, it's just enjoying the hobby just in the little time you have. And I and I think we can all agree that we're not trying to say just drop video games outright because you're just going to have less time. It's yeah. just, you know, enjoy it in the little time you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Prioritize. That's all it is. Yeah. Yep. 100%. Any other closing thoughts before we close it out? Uh, no, can we do a little plug for our stuff or? Yeah, no, oh, totally. yeah. I was uh, definitely going to give you that opportunity. I just like didn't want to like oh. say like, oh, you know, you got no more closing thoughts. Bye. But yeah, you got more con- <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, well, closing thoughts. I'll, I'll, I'll back off of um, I'll piggyback off of what you said. Mm-hmm. Just the you know, cl- yeah, finding time is like just you know, with all of these games that are coming out these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I would say is like, don't feel pressured to like have to play everything because mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe six months or a year down the road, there's like these all these games that are coming out now, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they'll be on sale for like 10 bucks exactly. yeah. a year from now. Totally. Yes. So just if this, I feel like there sometimes is a, an influx of all these things get shoved into the market and it's like overwhelming. It's like, well, I want to, I want to play this game and I have this game to play. I don't I know what to play. Mm-hmm. It's just like, just, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. To not play everything. At yeah. Once. Yeah. You're yeah. not trying I mean, to prove we, anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have, we kind of like, all of us here, like, I kind of have to report on all this stuff and kind of have to try it out and see what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's sick. But still, it's like I'm still playing games from you know last year. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah. I still find things on the PlayStation stores. Like, oh, hey, do you know what? This game is out now for like five bucks. I'll yeah. try out Andromeda yeah. for three dollars. Sure, why not? Nice. Even though it was terrible, but still, <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Yeah, Dom. Any other closing thoughts? You know, video games, unless you're like pro and being sponsored and playing. Mm-hmm. Like just you know, just ha- relax, have fun playing them. They're mm-hmm. not, you know, they're gonna be there when you wake up. Like there's, you're not, you know, no one's paying you to be there, so like don't worry about winning all the time. Just like make it less pressure on yourself and playing video games. Just yeah, enjoy the ride. You know, I like it. Yeah. All right, guys, this was a great conversation about having no time to game. Um, <laughs> as <laughs> I could have spent this last hour and a half gaming. Yeah, yeah I was about right. to say like we don't have time to game because we're recording a podcast. Um, yeah. So thank you again for watching. But you know, you know where to find us. You know where to find us on Twitter. If you don't know, just rewind back to the first minutes. So we're gonna give the red carpet to our buddies at Overachievers Gaming Podcast. Guys, take it away. What? Where can we find you? You gonna do it, Charlie? I'll do it. it. Okay. You can find us on Instagram at og.podcast, Twitter at overachieversp. We have all of our episodes on beanoverachiever.com. We are also on Patreon. We have Discord. So many things. A lot of fun stuff. So Mm -hmm. many things. We do. We also do like a live studio audience for when we record with guests from Marvel Strike Force. And so maybe I'll give you a link if anybody wants to come in and check that out. That's our Discord that takes us to our Marvel Strike Force alliance a cluster mm-hmm. alliance that we are a part of so if you want to check out marvel strike force you can find myself at uh, twitch.tv slash vash it's v-v-a-s-h or with ashy pastrami it's twitch.tv slash ashy pastrami boom a-s-h-i pastrami A-S- yeah and if you don't know i will have it in the description of this podcast both the audio and the youtube channel um anything else anything else we can find you for uh, I don't know. I think that's uh, pretty Keep good. The you if guys... you want cats and flexing photos, you know, <laughs> yeah, if you, want, you want flexing photos, or if you want to see a little behind the scenes of uh, film stuff, I need to actually be better at posting more stuff. I just haven't had time that we were talking about. Yeah, all that free time that we don't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just Instagram.com/slash/bash vvash. I'm bash pretty much everywhere. Right on. So. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Yeah, thanks guys for having us on. It was a Thank blast. You so much. Like, glad so that we great. could. Uh, yeah. Glad to have you guys on our podcast and talk about that. Anytime, just uh, mm-hmm. hit me up. You're actually on my Discord too, so you just hit uh, hit go. us up anytime. So cool. All right, guys. Thank you guys for coming on the podcast. Honestly, this is a really great conversation, really yeah. chill conversation. So we thank you guys for being on this. And uh, other than that, thanks you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. And definitely give us a rate and review. What do you think about this podcast? If you're watching us on YouTube, comment down below. What were your thoughts? How do you get to your gaming in? And with that said, we will see you in the next week. Bye. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Ooh. No, no Ooh. ear horns, Tom. <laughs> <laughs>